Self-discipline is everything. And if you don't have it, I, I don't look at you right because I know you're capable of more. It's not discipline so much for me. It's all on you. It's all on you. The self part is what's big. Where you're gonna fail and you're gonna be in your head, you're gonna be saying, I'm not good enough. And it's how you get through that. It's how you get through that on a daily basis when that thing is saying, man, I'm 43, I've done so much. You start to become civilized. The refrigerator gets full. You start get, making money and you start, I'm not getting cold anymore, I'm retired. Once in, at 40, people shouldn't be playing basketball or football or, or, or being in, you start to believe this shit. And it becomes in your fucking mind like, there's people who are retiring, you know, at 40 something years old or, or 30 something years old. At 43, I'm still putting 100 mile weeks. Still doing thousands of pull-ups, thousands of push-ups, because I'm not allowing myself to become civilized. The worst thing that can happen to a man is become civilized. You lose that fucking fight. You 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 lose that. Why the fuck am I doing this shit? I'm good. You ain't good, man. You ain't never fucking arrived. And that's just my mentality. You may have more, but you never fucking arrived. You want to be uncommon amongst uncommon people. Period. two voices in our mind and boy I know they're fucking true I've heard them I hear them now <laughs> and they're real it's that one voice that voice I used to love to fucking hear we love to hear it's that soft motherfucker that soft motherfucking voice that says sleep the fuck in it's okay it's that coddling voice you want to be hugged and nurtured and all that shit that says it's gonna be okay well there's another motherfucking voice that wakes you up in the middle of the night. It's that demon fucking voice that whispers in your fucking ear and says, get up, motherfucker. You're not fucking good enough. You gotta work fucking harder. You haven't put enough time in. It's that voice you wanna run away from. It's that voice you don't wanna fucking hear. But guess what? It's that voice you need to fucking listen to. Every foot strike that hits the pavement, that's how I feed myself. Motherfuckers look for inspiration. Inspiration's found in every first step you take. Every grasp of that fucking iron bar. All that shit, all the miles were pool. Inspiration's found in suffering. In life, a lot of us believe that we're working much harder than we actually are. We think if we fucking got up early for four days, we earned something. You gotta drop your entitled mindset. It's dead weight. We believe you work harder than we actually have. Trust me, most of us have it. The one thing in life you gotta realize is this. Learn to help yourself. Don't count on other people to help you. We're all being tested in life. And guess what? This is one test you can't cheat on. We all have our own test. Some of us are obese, some of us are depressed, some of us are insecure. And the only way to overcome it is for you and you alone to face it. You have to do your best work when you're at least motivated. So those days you don't want to do it, guess what you got to do? You got to suck it the fuck up and do it. Stay hard. It is finally here, Winning Wednesday. 
I'm your host, James. I got my wonderful, good-looking co-host. As you notice, I don't talk shit out uh, there, Garrett. <laughs> yep, see, you're good today. You're good. See, we are, we already beat everybody on the Patriot Podcast Network and kicked off. saying that I can't. We can't have a show that's not politically motivated. And that's what we're here to do. We're going to do something a little different for you guys. Um, those of you who are new uh, uh, and those of you who have seen us before, uh, I'm the host of We The People Radio, and Garrett is one of the hosts of Scourging and Samurai. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're going to try to bring you a little different take on what everything, with everything that's going on, because right now everybody's going through the suck. The, uh, the world is uh, going through a lot and everybody's suffering. And uh, that's something that I look at and I know Garrett looks at and he sees uh, ways that we can help because we've all been there. We've all been through pain and suffering and been through the suck, I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Just watched David Goggins, a great video from him. And... Uh, the reason why we're doing a positive show and a mental game show and talking about mentality and things like that is because for me personally, the morning I cherish for me, I wake up every morning and I put on tapes like we just saw from David Goggins and I try to get my mind right first thing in the morning. I want to make sure that I'm thinking about the right things. My mind is not in a negative state of mind. My mind is in a positive state of mind and not just a positive state of mind, but a state of mind where I'm ready to get on the attack and get after the day. Like today doesn't suck. Today is great. God blessed me with a day. I'm going to take full advantage of this day and I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make it the best day possible. And life gets in the way a hundred percent. But if you have a negative mindset, if you start out your day, like one of my favorite things in the world, Garrett. Uh, one of, you know, one, not my, one of my favorite things in the world, but one of the one of the things that I always tell people, I'm like, hey, you ever wake up in the morning, first thing in the morning, and you stub your toe? Yep. And then the rest of the day is just terrible. Like it's mm-hmm. just like you're just in a terrible mood all day. All this bad stuff keeps piling on and it's snowballing. And oh, then you thousand percent. Absolutely. And it just, it just gets worse and worse. And then there's days where you wake up and you just feel really good. And you're like, wow, I just, I just feel amazing. This is, this is great. Then you just go out throughout the day. The sun is shining and like everybody's saying hello to you, smiling at you. And you just feel amazing. And it's all about up here, up in your head and how you're feeling and what you're projecting out into the world. And that's the one thing that we have control over. We don't have control over the outside world, Alan. We can't control what happens in our everyday life. We can't control the surroundings around us. Look what's going on with the world, the economy, everything. It's, uh, we have no control over that. But what we do have control over is up here in our head and what's, yep. com- and what's coming out. Now, for us, you and I, we cover a lot of very uh, emotionally charged content on our normal shows. And uh, the reason why I'm even mentioning our normal shows is because today is the only episode of Winning Wednesday that will not be on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> subscribe to Winning Wednesday on YouTube. Yeah, please uh, do. Please do. Yeah, we'll be there every week, uh, and we're going to try to reach a whole new audience and bring them over to our other content, have some fun. 
Uh, you guys are going to get to meet George McDougal today. Uh, <laughs> guys, guys, a legend. Guys, He's a character in that one. Way cooler than me. Let me tell you. <laughs> Dude, way cooler than me. Uh, Garrett, he's a piece. Of, yeah, I don't even want to say yeah. it. Yet. I, See, I call myself. I call myself. I know. It's hard for you, James. It's hard for you to be nice because you are a POS. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, so the mind game is so, so important. And you have to train your brain. It's like any other muscle. Like people that go to the gym, people that work out, people that play sports, people that do any type of uh, physical activity, you have to train to be able to do those physical activities. Our brain is one of the most power it is the most powerful thing that we have. And we don't train it. We just let it go. We're just like, yeah, whew, I'm going to go willy nilly out into the world and just <laughs> figure it out. Got it. Yep. Yep. I know. That's the, the, the dumbest idea ever. And I used to be that way. I used to be that way. I, 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 I really did. And I'm, so, I'm sure so many are or ha- are used to as well. Cause there's a lot of, high achieving high level people uh that that don't train their brain that don't mm-hmm. do anything. they just walk around the world just figuring shit out as they go and uh but i would say that they're the 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 outliers people. exactly they are the outliers you talk to any high level successful people you talk to high level athletes you talk to uh, uh, any anybody who's doing anything um Like on on an extraordinary level. Thank you. That's a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. On an extraordinary level, you talk to them. Their mental game is so much stronger than their physical game, and we only see their physical game in sports at least. Yep. business, you see a lot of the mental, but you don't see the actual inner workings of someone's mind and what they say to themselves every morning. You watch the movie Wolf of Wall Street, and you see him and Matthew McConaughey pounding their chest on the table, like hyping themselves up. That's real. Like you have to get into the right mind frame to be able to accomplish certain things. And everything starts with a thought, Garrett. Everything starts in your head. Like you don't just, it doesn't just show up. Like this show didn't just like poof, show up on the screen. It started in our heads first. Well, it starts as a thought in your head, but what you also have to learn to do is be able to take your thoughts and put them to action. And that goes with the motivation of getting it started. But the other thing that also comes through that I think people get misconstrued as like, oh, highly motivated person is discipline. So the difference is discipline, right? So if you're if you're not disciplined person, you can have the greatest ideas to start, you know, the greatest businesses or or even an idea that could change the world, technology, everything else. But if you don't have the discipline to put the foot in front of uh, each footstep in front of each other, you know, day in day out, even when you don't feel like it, even when you don't feel a hundred percent, you know, that's 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 a big thing. Where I think even a lot of successful people, even even if they're not the most highly intelligent people, they are super hyper disciplined. They, they, you know, eat the same food, they do the same thing, they get the same workout and they make sure that they're going to do everything that they set on their schedule to get that done during the day. And then if you have free time after, then you can do that. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but I know from people that want to be, 
you know, focused or want to achieve certain goals. Like I've built my own businesses. I've done, done certain stuff. And it's not just because, you know, I, I'm the smartest man in the world. I'm not at all. It's just that one thing I always say to my guys is, is I was just too stupid to give up. Yeah. So, so I just discipline one foot in front of the other, get up, go to work today, try to, try to, you know, the other big thing that you'll see is like, you know, um, how quick you can take action on an idea. So a lot of people will sit there and stew on an idea and stew on an idea and then they don't take action. Then all of a sudden you go on like the, you know, Instagram or something like, man, I had that idea for that product. So did the other person and they might have had it at the same time, but they decided to put their thoughts into action and they were disciplined on getting the product out there. So, you know, I think a lot of things with motivation people need and positive reinforcement and your affirmations. Like my kids do do affirmations every morning my wife makes them they, they not make them but like they sit it's part of their routine in the morning where they're like i am worth something i uh, i don't care what other people other people's opinions don't define me you know i i i'm strong i am smart i am this and they all have to do it and then they got to come to me and, and me and rand and be like what was your favorite what's your affirmation for the day what are you going to attack the most one will be like oh i like that other people's opinions don't define me so if i like my shoes and i walk out somebody doesn't like my shoes well i like them because their opinions don't define me you know so we do that with our eight six and four year old and i think you know if myself and you know people like you too if we started that at an earlier age you're gonna have more success as you go up the ladder in life right so the kid i wish parents that instilled that in me because and my parents are great i have nothing bad to say about how Mm -hmm. they raised it was not it was not instilling any type of mental game and when you say discipline you're 100% right but alan where does the discipline start like who the fuck is alan alan Garrett. <laughs> my other host on I know. dude i almost <laughs> called you steve like three times <laughs> um yo uh Hey, we're we're just getting reacquainted. Me and James have known each other for like 15 years, but and we we hop on each other's shows, but we talk to so many different people. And I think that's a a blessing too is we have a lot of people that are in our circle, whether it's business people, podcast people, political, you know, people, but there, we have a lot of go-getters. Like, I mean, a perfect example is Alan. Like he was like, Oh, we're going to be on TV. He figured it out. I want my own cigar company. We figured it out. I want to stream this, this, and this, he figured it out. And I think Alan's like, even if he doesn't have it all figured out right away, I like his philosophy like because I, I use a similar one. Like, let's throw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what sticks. And whatever sticks, we run with it. And and we'll figure it out along the way because you don't have it all figured out. And you got to tweak and make adjustments and everything else because you're going to fail. And I think that's what other people don't understand is failing's okay. Right? It, it, it teaches you some of the hardest life lessons in the world, not from winning, but from failing. And I know it's a cliche, but then picking yourself up, dusting yourself off and finding a new plan of attack to go forward. But it's OK to fail. The most successful people in the world are not the most successful people in the world because they figured something out and they just did it. They mm-hmm. failed most. The yep. most successful people failed more than you have. That's the only difference, and then they never gave up. And that's all all in your head. It's the victor over victim mentality. It's mm-hmm. like you fail at something, and someone who has a victor mentality 
they'll say to themselves, okay, that didn't work. Let me try something else. I'm going to figure it out. The victim mm-hmm. mentality is going to fail and be like, ah, shit. I didn't do it. I suck. I'm terrible. Blame it on everybody else. This is not me. This is not for me. I, you know, yes. Maybe they could do it because they got lucky. They were at the right place at the right time. I love hearing that one. Oh, you're in the mm-hmm. right place at the right time or that or the other. It's, 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 it's all victim mentality. It's all victim mentality. I don't know about you, Garrett, but I see other people that do things and have things that I want. And, uh, you know, it's not physical or, or things like that, but like experiences and things like that. And I look at them and I say, why are they better than me? What makes them better than me? Why were they able to do it? And why can't I? Mm-hmm. And why, if they can do it, so can I. They're just human beings. 100%. They're human beings. They just executed on their ideas. They but then you have the victim mentality of people like, oh, well, their parents have money and they don't have to pay this and they don't have to do that. And they get up and listen, we've all been guilty of doing it at one time or another. I can I'm big enough of a human being to be like, hey, I've said it. But you have to also learn to recognize that mindset and then correct it because we're all human. Right. We all have jealousy, envy, this, that some have it way worse than others and other people don't have it as bad. But, you know, what we're trying to say is, is like being self-aware, recognizing that behavior and then redirecting it and quickly readjusting it. So you don't stew in that behavior for an extended period of time. And I think especially with the younger generation, that's why we're seeing a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety is because they live the Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat lives. Right. Right. Where you just you just post your shining moments on there. I mean, you got you got your weirdos that complain about everything all the time and they're just on there. So you do. But for the most part, the kids that are like, oh, they got a nice car. They got this. They got that. Oh, their parents live in this nice house or or. Oh, my God. But, you know, you know, now that you're older and I'm older just as well. A lot of people are living on credit. Okay, so they don't own these things. They are living above their means. They're trying to keep up with the Joneses. And I see it all the time. People, a lot of people, even people that are millionaires are one paycheck away from losing everything because they make a million dollars, but they spend one point two. Yep. They got the nice. You're still two hundred thousand dollars in debt. Yep. You spend more because you have more. uh, Without a doubt. Um, I live like I'm poor. Smart. I do. I live like in some people. And and this is the thing. Like I have nice things, but I'm also not a thing person. I don't need things. Like you give me a book bag and whatever else I need, like throw out a lawn chair and a big screen and I'm good. See, I, I, I'm not a thing person either, but I like, I do like nice things. Like I, I do like that. everybody does. Um, but it, it, it's, it's wild to see those people that constantly complain. And, and it goes back to how we started the conversation. It goes back to training your brain. It goes back to like self being self-aware and that's training your brain. So every time I start thinking anything negative, I immediately try to, to, to say that something, the, the complete opposite. Like I'll catch myself if I catch myself, which sometimes I don't, I, I have mm-hmm. to be honest, but I, I, I try to catch myself every time. Like, uh, anytime you have any financial struggles, I'm like, oh man, like this was too expensive. And then I immediately say, oh shit, money comes easy and frequently is what I, what I say to myself all the time. Money comes easily and frequently. Mm-hmm. And 
rather than thinking the negative, I'm thinking the positive. I'm training my brain to think about money differently because most people think about money in a negative way. I don't have enough. I'm in debt. My grandfather always used to say hard to come, easy go. Yeah. Hard to make it, but it goes very easy. So, and I mean, when you're getting that from generations and generations, it's almost like the people like uh, uh, another analogy we can use people on welfare, right? Or people that have been section eight and they're generational generationally on welfare they don't know how to handle money because it's always been given to them it's very hard for them to be able to break out of that box and like you said look at money differently even you know even me like i I, we weren't on welfare but we you know we're blue collar families and you know they only look at it a certain way and nobody really took like my parents didn't teach me how to trade stock my parents didn't teach me how to invest my parents they were just trying to make ends meet you know So I think financial literacy is a thing that, you know, they obviously took out of schools um, and we don't have that around. And I think that's a That's it. Like you said, that's a huge anxiety driven thing when you can't pay for things and people are relying on you and and you got to figure out how to how to make those ends meet. You know, it can put you in that very negative mindset. I've been there. There was a solid four years where things were not going right for me financially personally lots lots of things and i was just in this like i can't catch a break mentality and i'll tell you what it is one of the most toxic places to be because you're not going to catch a break when you're always looking at the downside never never ever because you're always in a negative mind state you're, you're not in a, a mindset of abundance you're not thinking about about abundance and you're not being like one of my favorite ways when I'm when I'm really down, and uh, I'm in a negative mindset, and I'm and I I'm really struggling to get out of it, is expressing gratitude. That's one of my favorite ways to get out of a funk, because you 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 forget how like you're almost numb to it because it's just part of normal life to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you forget how grateful how how good things actually are. For, for many of you, like you have just people. us being born on this, this part of the soil in the world, we are a thousand times more fortunate than any other human beings on the planet. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. There's, there's things that everybody, everybody has in their life that they could be grateful for. And uh, expressing gratitude really goes a long way. And the energy that you put out into the world, and the way God reciprocates uh, gratitude is, is truly unbelievable. Um, but it's, it's very tough. It's very tough. Cause life, like we said, hits you like a Mack truck. It's not every easy. time. It's not easy, but it always goes back to training your brain, your mental game, your perception of things. Instead of sitting here and complaining, why me? Like when you were talking earlier, Garrett, like we're from the time that we're born, it's ingrained in us certain things about life. Like, you were saying uh, uh, hard and easy out. Mm-hmm. Another one, my father said, oh, James, money doesn't grow on trees. Trees, yep. It doesn't grow on trees. And then everybody's like, well, technically it does because it's paper. And paper comes from trees, blah, 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 right? <laughs> yeah, but that's that's a whole – but but even still, that they tell you that as a kid and you, you grow up and you automatically think, oh, man, there's, there's not enough. Mm-hmm. There's not enough. We can't like it's not enough for everybody. They're pretty, I don't even want to get into it. I don't even want to talk about. It. We're not going to yep. talk. About it. Yep, can't do it. 
<laughs> Can't do it. Watch our other show. Feel about it. 23 minutes, James. 23 minutes. I gave us five. <laughs> Everybody else gave us a start time. <laughs> 23 minutes, but we're not going to talk about it. I caught myself. Durham. Durham. <laughs> They're printing money. They're just printing it. <laughs> Look, look, we want we want to show you that we're human beings too and we have all those things going on in our heads as well. Like James said, we both have very, you know, politically and emotionally charged shows that we're very passionate about about the American people. And um I mean, that's one way to put it. But, uh, you know, I mean, we deal with this stuff all the time. Like for for me, especially like I'm a father of three um, single income household, small business owner, uh, you know, business got shut down during COVID. You know, there was a thousand things. I bought a house literally two weeks before we brought our first home two weeks before they shut us down. And we didn't get a paycheck for six months and blah, 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 this, this, and that. And I could have easily went into the poor me because the business was growing we got our first house we're moving in we got three kids under four years old like we're like all right we're doing it we're doing it and then boom that happens very easily i could have just been like folded up i'm done but you know what the other thing is is i have other little humans relying on me and if i quit they lose and that's just not an option for me. So I always figure it out. I'll always do a thing. If I got to steal cars for a living to put food on the table, I'll do it. Like it is what it is. But here's, here's, here's the thing, Garrett. That's, that's, that's the way that you train your brain. Mm-hmm. Things on the table. Not everybody has kids and can but I also never had a safety net. I don't have a fallback. Like I didn't have the parents where they were like, oh, it didn't work out for you, your business. You can move into the house and you have a room. Like I was out on my own. I never had a fallback, so I never had a plan B because there was no plan B. Plan A had to work. And I think that's the difference with super successful people, too, is like I've heard it before. And, and this is a mindset, too, is like it's always good to not put all your eggs in one basket. And it's also good to have multiple different streams of income just in case these things happen. Right. But at the same time, I've also got good advice where it's like if you have a plan B, you never concentrate fully on the plan A. So put everything into the plan A. Plan A already failed because in your in your mind, the only reason you have you're preparing for failure is because you're preparing for Plan A to fail. Mm-hmm. And hundred percent, and you, you need to the mindset that you need to have is that Plan A is going to work. Your mind is so powerful; it truly is, and you can put things in your mind and they become a reality. It's it's very very real. This is why people make vision boards. This is why people do. Uh, Are you gonna talk about the secret, James? That's cute. No, but it's it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's reality, dude. This is it why is you write your goals 100%. down. This is why you write down your goals. This is why you write it. You don't just think about it. You write it down. You put it into reality because then it makes it real. Exactly. It makes it real. You write them down. You don't just think about your goals. You write them down, and this is how you achieve them because you're constantly thinking about the goals that you're trying to achieve rather than thinking about, I don't have this. I don't have that. You're thinking about the things that you're chasing after. Like it, 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 it makes you so hungry that when you wake up in the morning, you can't wait to get after it. Yep. And, and those are the, th- everybody has that. They're just too, most people are just too scared to try. They don't want to fail. 
Go out, fail, get after it. Well, you also hear Gary V's talk about uh, a lot where he's like, you know, a lot of people don't try things because they're scared of what their family members are going to say and do things. And, you know, you have all those naysayers around them and you got to be able to be like, F it, put it all out. Like, like, you know. I, I I'm a firm believer too because a lot of times people in your circle, it, you know whether it's fam- let, let, let's use family as, as an example, right? Because everybody has like their mom, their uncle, their cousin, you know, whatever, right in that circle. And you know, unless you're a certain type of family or something, like not everybody's successful, right? But a firm belief that it took me a while was, you know, I would make business decisions and I'd ask this person or that person, and I'd kind of weigh my decisions like, oh, should I take that chance? Should I not take that chance? And then, like, after a couple of years, I'm like, why the fuck am I taking advice from broke people? Oh, with, with money on how to make money things like so now, like, I and, and it's not arrogance. It's just like uh, now it's like if you, it, it, I'm not going to make a financial decision on somebody who who is broke. Great, great point. So let me say this. I got a lot of a lot of a lot of shit from my family from people around me for leaving a very successful sales career to put everything in one basket and go full force on our conspiracy show mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 well you just think about it dude like most people when they hear the word conspiracy they immediately think of the weird kid like they immediately think of the guy who's just fucking crazy well yeah. kind of like that left a very successful sales career to do this full time and put all my eggs in one basket. And a lot of my family, a lot of my friends said I was crazy. James, go back to sales, go back to this, this, that, and the other. And this is, uh, this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. Now, all these people that are telling me to go back to my sales career, I was making more money than them when I was in sales in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them, but in most cases. And they don't know how to make money, like real money, where they're free. It's, it's, for me, For me, making money is not about things. It's about the freedom. The time oh, freedom. 100%. Your time is the most valuable thing. Being able to go do what I want when I want and not have not have to look at price tags when I buy things or not have when I take people out and go on experiences like, oh, I want to go to the Bahamas. Let's take the whole family. Here we go. We're going to the Bahamas, mm-hmm. you know, that, like kind of thing. Um, but uh, and I and I want to fly wingsuits. That's my that's <laughs> I died, dude. I'm not even joking. If I die and I don't fly a wingsuit, I didn't live. So. Um, I my fa- one of my favorite philosophies that. I, I learned over the years through throughout sales and throughout life. If you want something bad enough, find somebody who already has it and do exactly as they did. Mm-hmm. Now that could be books, that could be mentorships, that could be just through copying people's lifestyles to a T. There's many ways that you could pull this off. But for example, you wanted to be the greatest basketball player in the world, the best. You're going to learn from Michael Jordan. If you want to be the best golfer in the world, the best. You're going to learn from Tiger Woods. You're not going to learn how to play golf from Michael Jordan 
and not and or basketball from Tiger Woods. They may be pretty good, both of them at, at the other sports, but they're they're not great, nor are they the best. Now, if you want to learn how to make money, you want to learn how to be successful. Who are you going to learn from? Your parents, who probably struggled before you. You know, just got by. Maybe some did 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 better than others. Like my parents, they my my father makes decent money. He were he started at six dollars an hour and worked his way up, and that that doesn't really exist anymore. But nope. But that that's how it worked for him, and it, he does does well for himself. But he's not going to be able to retire till he's in his mid seventies. Like he can't just retire. Uh, yeah, you retire, you spend your whole life working, retire, and then live five years of your life in the most miserable health that you can possibly be in, and not even be able to enjoy it. Well, it's it's not it's not it's not even that it's he can't I, in New Jersey getting crippled by taxes like financially. He just Who are you can't. talking to? <laughs> can't <laughs> I know the struggle, Bubba? <laughs> it is. It's very tough state. Um, don't even don't even start talking about taxes because I was just going to start going into statistics. <laughs> I'm not going there, guy. We're gonna, we're not talking about that today. If you want to hear about that kind of content, go to our other show. <laughs> Sergeant Samurai, uh, because <laughs> this is not the show for that. Thirty-three minutes. Gangbanging on the government first thing in the morning. Yep, all day, yeah. baby, all day. <laughs> positive no because I, I need this in the morning i need i need like my i need to sharpen my mental game in the morning to make sure that well i think right. one th- one thing that i've actually took in over the past couple of years that has helped business wise and just personal development wise and stuff like that was and it took me a couple of years to like pull the trigger on it but it's a huge asset so mentors Okay. Like for me, I'm just going to relate to like my, my thing. Like I, I did, I've done martial arts since I was five and I've always had a mentor for whatever system I was in to achieve my black belt and then move from there, et cetera. Cause you know, for the most part, most people can agree that like, okay, your black belt's like kind of getting your, your bachelor's or master's degree in whatever subject you're studying. Right. And then as you get higher up in different, you know, your third degree, your fourth degree, it's like getting your master's, then your, then your doctorate, et cetera. So I always had a mentor for that, but I never had a business mentor and I never had like a financial mentor. So the one thing that I've learned over the years, it's, it's okay. Like I have a business mentor. He helps keep me, whether it's a he or she, but I have a he. Um, yep, I know that's not politically correct. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, he keeps me honest. He's somebody who is on a similar path and has done it a little bit better than I have thus far. So we, you know, I take advice from him. I take direction from him. You know, obviously I got to pivot for my own situations because I know my clients the best, than he does etc so on but you know he'll give me the framework and he and he's loose with it but he gives me the framework where i can kind of work and pivot in between these two boundaries but i have my boundaries to try to keep this trajectory going up and up and up and up and up right so it took me a while to do that then there's you know you got your financial guys like uh you know your your whether you do it on your own or people you research or a consultant um you know i think it's very important to have mentors in different aspects for your life because not everybody can hit one 
Not everybody's lucky to have somebody that's super well-versed, super successful in all avenues of life. Usually if you're a super successful martial artist, you're not always a successful business person. And if you're a successful business person, that means you usually have a shitty home life. And if you have a shitty home, you know what I'm saying? So you have to find balance with everything. So I think it's very important for people to find the right mentor for them, but don't be afraid. And some people go, oh, it costs a little bit. That was me for a while. Like I couldn't afford a mentor for a while. So what did I do in those times okay research the guys you want to be like like we have we have the interwebs right you got youtube you got rumble you got instagram you got tiktok you got reels you got this there's so many people you yeah books i mean i'm i'm an audio learner so i don't really read as much i i'm a listener but i am too i'm an audio learner as well so i have audible and i listen to books that were everything has been written down in books like we don't read these books for like people don't read books anymore and if they do it's harry potter and fantasy meaningless books like everything that we need to learn somebody already did and wrote a book about it how do you say it's meaning meaningless it could be catalyst and they could be putting us on a flat earth in a different realm with Asgard. already hitting all the the, the terms that we're not supposed to hit yet 35 minutes. 36 minutes. Hey, guys, this is, hey ladies, this is a test. This is a test for me and James. Very difficult. It's the hardest we're test here. we've we've taken in years. We're here. We're doing it. And yeah. uh, we're having a lot of fun. No, but, but, hey, we're putting one foot in front of the other. We're making it happen, Garrett. We're making yeah. it happen. I'm, oh, I'm excited for you guys to meet George McDougal. Oh, uh, that's that, that train wreck of a human being. <laughs> he fucks. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you love him. Dude, he's a legend. He is. He is. He's funny. Fucking walking legend. He is. Oh. He is a funny character. You guys will you guys will enjoy it. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Regardless about, about how you feel about George McDougal, whether you like him or you hate him, I'll tell you right now, the guy can cook. The guy is a phenomenal chef. He's, he he calls himself the king of the barbecue pit, the master. Is he a chef or a pit master, James? Master, but it's a chef. It's the same thing. Well, I don't know about that. The same thing. Okay, I, all right. I'll talking George. You'll hey, let let the audience decide. I'll have to I'll have to talk to George and uh, see what he see what he wants to be. <laughs> Maybe I, I I disrespected him by calling him a chef and not a pit master. I don't know. Yeah, just, exactly. I'm, 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 I'm not George McDougal. Uh, I'm not the chef. That's <laughs> everything. Uh, but he's phenomenal. He, he cooks some really good food. Garrett, I know you have a, a, a smoker as well, and you're going to be cooking some food for our audience, doing some recipes, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to uh, do something a little different. That's going to be on our YouTube channel as well. You're going to see us cooking up some delicious food. We're going to have all the recipes, that, things that we cook. We're going to try to cook a lot of the same things and, See who cooks it better, uh, or at least I should say George and Garrett are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the food because it's going to be delicious. I'm very so excited. yeah. So we're we James and I we we have you know some cook-offs we're going to be doing on this show as well. Um, also. Well, well, me, well, myself and uh, uh, Mr. George McDougal Steams over there. Um, <laughs> 
but uh, we're, we're going to be doing some of that stuff, having that content. And then also, if you guys have any products or anything uh, that you want us to review, me and James are looking to do a review segment, segment as well. So if you want in the comments and whatever, say like, hey, um, I know a lot of our listeners like like survival gear or, um, you know, tactical gear or training gear, whether it's the gym, the martial arts school, et cetera. We're, we're, we're open to, you know, put it to the test and everything else because we want to kind of, you know, we want to give you guys, uh, you know, winning Wednesday where it's the positive mindset and whatnot. But we also want to give you other content that we know you guys are going to enjoy. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be very lighthearted and it's going to be all to, to train our brains to, to get better. That's that's the end goal is we want to get better. Uh, we want to make our, our shows better. We want to get better as human beings. Uh, and we want to make the world better. And the only way that we can make the world better is by making ourselves better. If we can't make ourselves better, how do you expect to make the world better? Um, and it starts with every individual. Um, we have to get out of this, get out of this mindset, this victim mentality that's going around all over the world that everybody's pushing on us. It's all fear-based and it's all, I'm a victim. Why me? I lost this. I don't have this. Like, I, I, I'll tell you a story real quick. Um, growing up, uh, I was very neg. I was in a very, especially like after like 2004 and when I was in high school, I had a very negative outlook on the world, a very, very negative outlook. Cause you have to realize I started going down really crazy rabbit holes and going down conspiracies at, at, at that young of an age when I was a freshman in high school. And I didn't think anything was where I was like, yo, we're, we're, we're screwed. Like they own everything. We're screwed. I, my senior year was 07, 08. As soon as my first year out of high school, the economy just crashes. The, the housing market just collapses. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just sitting here. I'm like, man, like we're fucked. Like my generation is fucked. My generation, 90% of the kids that went to college, they still live with their parents. They can't afford to get houses. It's too expensive. It's it, There's so many crazy things going on. So mentally, I just didn't care. I just, I was like, what's the purpose of trying? Like everything, like I might as well just try to live in a van and go surfing every day and not and, and bartend because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. No matter how hard I try, they're going to control everything. Mm-hmm. And I met Nick <laughs> through fighting when I was fighting because my, my my mentality for fighting was so much different and my f- mentality for wrestling was so much different. Like I used to tell people J- James Curry and losing didn't go in the same sentence. Like it was a different mentality and I didn't transfer that mentality into my life mentality. I just had a very negative outlook on everything. And I met Nick and he totally flipped my mentality and uh, got me seeing things in a more positive light. And then I wanted to achieve things, you know, outside of sports and athletics. That's where all my achievements were growing up. And even as an adult, I was a, a high-level MMA fighter. And I achieved a, a lot of things over there. Um, and it was a different mentality. So I wanted to have experiences. And I realized very quickly that it wasn't the money, the money and the things that I wanted. You know, those things come and go, having nice things, it is whatever. It was the experiences. And I I started writing my goals down. I started writing these things down. 
And uh, that's when I realized I wanted to do the wingsuits. And I was like, all right, that shit's fucking expensive. How are we going to make that happen? Um, and writing all, all of that out. And then I got into a car accident when I was 28 years old. Someone rear-ended me. And uh, I got a bad neck injury. And all of the fun things that I wanted to do. Like I, like I said, I, I thought about living in a van and going surfing. That, that, that dream, that, that, that idea went from living in a van, surfing to, okay, well, if I can achieve these things, I'd want to go and surf in all the greatest surf spots in the world. And I started writing out all the surf spots that I wanted to go surfing in the world. Like I, I want, you see those guys that get towed in and, and ride those monster waves. I would want to try that now. I don't want, I don't anymore. But when I was younger, I was like, yeah, I want to fucking do that. That looks fun. Like I love high adrenaline type things. That's the type of person that I am. And getting in this car accident, like now I can't train jujitsu. I can't like one of my goals used to be, was to get my black belt in jujitsu, which you have. Um, and, uh, you know, I wanted, I wanted to continue fighting, um, there's a lot of things that I wanted to, I wanted to do that were physical and experiences that were taken away from me from this car accident. And I could have very easily, and I did, I'll be, be real with you. I did. I just dug into this deep, deep depression. I went back to that old mentality. Why me, the victim? Oh, poor me, poor me, poor me. Pity party for one, right? No, 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 no. It wasn't the poor victim. It was the same mentality that I had when I was younger. What's the point now? What's mm-hmm. the purpose? Like, why do all of this? Why become successful? Why chase my goals and do these things? If I, if the reasons why I'm doing them was to do the things that I wanted to do, which I can no longer do. And it was a very difficult thing men- mentally for me because everything that I loved, I felt like was taken away from me. Um, you know, my whole, like I said, my whole entire life, all of my achievements have been sports and athletics. I've even going into an adult being an MMA fighter. Like I, I was always a very high achieving person in athletics. And, uh, that I couldn't was tell by his body type now, but he was, no, but, but that's the thing. That was part of, that was part of the depression. Like I, 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 hundred oh, percent, a big part of, cause I, I, I physically couldn't work out. And then once once I could start working out again, I started small. I started with just body weights. I started very, very light, doing very small movements. Now I'm back in the gym for the first time, and uh, I'm gonna—it's still too fucking hot. But I hit the—I hit the aerodyne in the gym. Yeah. But I'm gonna start doing some some sprints again, and I'm gonna start doing some some things like that. Let's well, like I you can- said, the mind is a powerful thing, and you were a prisoner of your own mind, telling you you can't do things. And I know physical, because like I've had—I just came off ACL meniscus surgery, but I mean. I was lifting weights in the gym on, on crutches because I was like, I can't get in that mindset because I've been there. I had a soldier surgery and I got put out for a while and then I had a problem here and I just had a couple years of injuries and I was in a car accident and went through the windshield and needed my shoulder repair and all this other stuff. So I've been in that same spot, but like, like we were saying earlier, this is the strongest prison. It's stronger than anything. It's not just, it, 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 it's the way you think about things. So mm-hmm. I had to, I had to retrain my brain. I had to retrain the way I think 
the way I approach things because it, <clears throat> before my motivation was so I could do the things that I, I had set out to do on my goal board and I, I couldn't do them. So I had to figure out other things that I, I, I that motivated me that got me going. And, uh, Phys- physically, there was you know other other motivations that are now motivating me. Uh, mostly, what's going on in the world um, to 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 make sure that I'm in shape. But uh, you know, as far as business goes and, and achieving things, um, it's it's something that I realize that with technology that I might be able to not be in as much pain as I am in in the future. So if there, if that's available and that's a possibility, I don't want to be able to say, be able to, I don't want to be in the position to be like, I can't afford to fix myself. And yeah, that's, a, that's a rough spot to be in as well. You know, go away. Yeah, no, it's something that I've, I've really thought about. And like, I, I'm in pain every day, dude. My neck is killing me every day, every day, constantly. And it's something that I deal with. Oh, I get it. It is what it is. One of my favorite I mean, Kush creams is literally the, a lifesaver for me. I put the I, I put this shit on my neck every day, almost all day. Like I, ha, I, ha, I pretty much keep. Oh, I'm sitting up. here with my CBD hop hemp on my knees, on my back, on my neck. But the other thing is, is like you're gonna have that all the time. We gotta learn, like you said healthy ways to deal with it and if we can make the rest of our body stronger to uphold those positions that's what i do that's the way i've always attacked mine like i'm physical every day and if you're going to do combat sports or you're going to be active person you're always going to have the the bumps the bruises the surgeries the aches the pains it's how you recover from it and as you get older because i'm going to be 40 and i'm shit a month month and a half i'll be 40 and um 34 next week dude you're a baby shut it yeah my baby this week oh look at you happy birthday 11 days is my birthday um you're like yeah yeah well that's we're well, gonna be 34 34 Pfft, you're still good listen i'm closer to 50 now than i was to 20 <laughs> yeah that's what's crazy so but you know i but i also refuse like i can feel that my body's slowing down in certain things but the one thing that i really have been more aware of is the self-care of it where i go to the cairo and it before it hurts i go to the you know the physical therapist or massage therapist get that work done i'm doing my stretching i'm eating better i'm i'm up in my water intake i've had like three or four of these you know 30 ounces already and it's you know 20 Twelve thirty our time. Yeah, you got to do those little things to, especially if you want to stay active and feel good. Because in here, I'm still thirteen years old. <laughs> so in my head, I'm still thirteen years old. I'm a giant child. Yeah, I'm a giant walking child. I'm a man, baby with babies. It's weird. Babies. <laughs> it's fucking really weird. I couldn't imagine raising. I know. We had, we had the what little human on here talking trash to Jane before we got on. When I'm a giant child myself. I know, I know. No, but it's 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 forming habits, like in and forming routines. Like these things are important. Like in the morning, in the morning, I have a, a morning routine. Is I I get water in me immediately. That's the first thing that I do. I, I bathe the my insides before I get anything else in my system. You do salt in your water in the morning, uh, James. So I put a little uh, Himalayan. Himalayan because uh sea salt though yeah sea salt 
Uh, the reason being is all the minerals were mineral deficient when we wake up in the morning. And mm-hmm. I got Aubrey Marcus, uh, the the guy who invented on it and then sold it. And now he's like a giant psychedelic hippie doing yeah, I know, all right. ayahuasca with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> now, he's really cool. His book, his book is one of my favorite books. It's called Own the Day, Own Your Life um, by Aubrey Marcus. One of my favorite books. And I picked up a lot of really good habits from that book that I still use today. So when I wake up in the morning, I have at least 16 ounces of water and I, I crack some pink Himalayan salt uh, in there and uh, I'll squeeze a fresh lemon in there and I'll down, I'll, I'll drink that. And then uh, I'll take a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar in the morning as well, along with that. If you do that, I got something for you that you might like. I took it for years. I usually take it more in the winter. Um, it helps with gut health and stuff, but it's called fire cider. I used to sell it at my school all the time. Fire cider, it's apple cider vinegar, but it has habanero in it. It has cayenne. It has turmeric. It has all that honey, local honey. It's got all that stuff, and it's like you can make your own, but it comes in a cocktail. And, dude, I've had some of my guys that use that as, like, salad dressing. But, you know, I used to do a shot of that in the morning, give you a little like Ric Flair, little Rick, a little Rick, little Rick Rick Flair in the morning. Flair action. You got a flare button. Oh, you don't know. You're talking to the Rolex wearing (laughs) diamond ring wearing kiss stealing. Wheel and dealing. (laughs) Jet flying. Son of a gun. And I'm a hard time. All these algies down. Love, love me some Ric Flair. There we go. But uh, yeah, so if you guys want to just check that out too, Fire Cider, it's good stuff. Oh, Macho Man, obviously. Come on now. I'm a big WWF fan, and it'll always be WWF to me. I don't care. Yeah, no shit. WWE is bullshit. Yeah, garbage. Get out garbage. of here. WWF. Always will be WWE. That's when I stopped watching when they changed it to WWE. I thought that was around before the World Wildlife Federation. Well, the World Wildlife Federation sued them or something. And they they were- did, and they took their names. On the, it was, but I thought that the World Wrestling uh, Federation was around before the, uh, the World Wildlife Federation. I'm like, how'd they steal their thing? Or they just like dropped the ball on the trademark or something? I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know the stories. I don't know the details. Yeah, you really, it, it's really important to start routine. So that's the first thing that I do in the morning. And then I, I, I put on some things like we watched at the beginning of the show, like David Goggins or mm-hmm. David Penna or Jocko or just people that – Andy Frasilla is one of my favorites. Um, I put his podcast on in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. I really like listening to him because uh, it really just gets gets – my mind going thinking in a different way thinking in a winning mentality in a in a positive mentality because it's not just a positive mentality it's a winning mentality it's mm-hmm. an abundance mentality it's like it's a different way of thinking because most people think that we, i don't have enough they think in in a negative mentality no i don't have this i don't have that i wish i had this i wish i had that and instead of instead of being, instead of being thankful for what they do have gratitude <laughs> expressing gratitude is is so important so yeah, I think we can all be better at doing that. Absolutely. No, I, mm-hmm. I, Nick has like a, a little gratitude thing in his pocket. He does it. He's very good at it. He keeps it in his pocket. They, James, day. they call that pocket pool. <laughs> That's his gratitude stick. We will. Uh, <laughs> 
So <laughs> I didn't even hear him defend himself. Not cool. uh, that's Not all right. Cool. I'm sure we'll get a text. Yeah, I'm sure. No, I, I doubt he's even watching the guy. Nah. Like, I'm too busy doing highlights. Shut up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm doing girls' hair. This is why I'm not going to listen to you two idiots. <laughs> yeah. No, he wants to come on our, our Wednesday show. He's like, uh, Anthony, yeah. Anthony's probably listening in the back. I hope it. I hope it. Listening in the back. I love I mean, it. He's my buddy. He's listening in the back because. <laughs> Yeah, if you're listening, just let Nick know that me and James are obviously talking shit. <laughs> we made it a full episode, guy. We made it a full. We did well, so so we're coming up on an hour. So, do you want to introduce uh, Mr. McDougal's to 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 our audience? So we're gonna, yeah, I think that's actually. Uh, want to end the show on that? So we'll end the show on Mr. McDougal's on on uh, his little recipe that he's got going on. I hope. Uh, Everybody what did Georgie them. do? He cooked some Japanese barbecue wings, dude. They were fun. That sounds good. Oh my god, dude! They were he un- fed you. McDougal fed you. Oh, I, I got to eat some of those. Yeah, he made a whole fucking. He, he's he's fucking good at it. He takes the wings themselves and separates them. Doesn't buy the pre pat pre cut wings. Where's he he's from? A, he's professional, George. I don't even know where that guy's from. All I know is the guy is the East Coast. Boy. No, wild story. Wild story about George McDougal. Wild story. Yeah, he's, he, he, he sounds like he's from the East Coast. He sounds like he's an East Coast like, cat. He sounds like he's from the East Coast, but wild story. So George, he used to be like a scrawny little little guy, super nerdy. And mm-hmm. uh, he was very good at the game Jenga. And he came, <laughs> he came, I'm not even joking, dude. George McDougal, the guy, the guy became – a world famous Jenga play by play announcer. <laughs> play by play announcer. It, At the it, Jenga it, World Championships? The Jenga World Championships, okay. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he had a color commentary guy. That guy wasn't that good, but George stole the show. Everybody loved him. He was like Vin Scully of, uh, of, of Jenga play by play. And when the China virus hit, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> When the, when the thing hit and Good. everything oh god <laughs> you think we're not on YouTube this week I know I know but when that hit when that hit um, the the world Jenga tour got shut down and the guy instead of instead of being a victim and being ah oh, man my career has been taken away from me I had it all everything was great traveling the world calling Jenga play by play it was amazing he decided, no, okay, I'm going to do something in my life. Became a pit master and started hitting the gym heavy, picking things up and putting things down. And now he's not a scrawny little Jenga play-by-play announcer. He's the master of the meats, the king of the barbecue pit. So <laughs> George has got a wild story. He took the mind game to another level. He's an absolute stud. He's a legend. He's way cooler than me. Um, and he's a phenomenal Pitmaster, phenomenal. The, the wings, I wish you guys could eat them because they were fucking good. We yeah. need some smell vision. I, 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 I wish you guys could because I got to eat them off air. They were unbelievable. They were so good. So, uh, yeah, let's see what George got cooking. So here's George McDougal. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? George McDougal here. And I hope you guys are ready because we're going to have a great channel. I know you guys have been listening to those cocksuckers, James and Gavin, over on the Winning Wednesdays, but I'm here to, to spice some things up. Literally and figuratively. 
I know you're not used to looking at a specimen like me. We showing off the dives for the guys. We doing it big. But today, today, George McDougal, the master of the meats, the king of the barbecue pit. Today, I'm smoking up some chicken wings. First episode, I know we should be doing something else, like some pork butts or some briskets. But today, the lady, she wanted some Japanese barbecue wings, so that's what we're doing. Nobody beats them better than George McDougal. So these bad boys, they've been marinating even overnight. We had the, the Bonchons Japanese barbecue sauce sitting in these chicken wings marinating overnight. I'm gonna take these out, I'm gonna separate them. And once they're separated, we're gonna do two different seasonings. We're gonna do some of the Holy Gospel by Meat Church, and then we're gonna do some of the, the Holy Voodoo. All right, stick with me here. We're gonna throw them on the smoker, low and slow, 250, probably two and a half, three hours in the smoker. I'm gonna go do a fantasy football draft. I'm gonna dominate everybody, because George McDougal, that's what he does, he dominates life. Okay, and then we're gonna come out after the draft and we draft the greatest team of all time, championship caliber team. We're gonna come and check out the barbecue and see how it's doing. And we're gonna pull it off and nobody smokes chicken wings like George McDougal. They're gonna melt right in your mouth, peel right off the bone. It's gonna be fucking phenomenal. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna, we're gonna bust these down here. And we're gonna take half of them. We're gonna just drop it in here like that. That smells like some good chicken wings. You guys are gonna like these. I wish you could smell them through the camera. Okay. We throw them in there like that. We got a little of this. We got a little of that. Ooh. These smell fucking good. Alright. Let's see. Hopefully, we, 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 we gotta keep the sauce in here. We don't wanna get the sauce. Here we go. We're, we're making a mess here. I'm not the I'm not the, the neatest chef in the world, but who cares? Okay. I got my gloves on, that's all that matters. Okay, so here, this is what we're gonna do. All right, we got basically half and half here. What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna take the Holy Gospel, get the right side of them. I'm a little retarded here. And we're gonna, we're gonna put some, some of that Holy Gospel in there. We're gonna just season them bad boys up, okay? We're gonna throw them seasonings on there, get it nice and good, and then we're gonna, then we're gonna give it a nice toss. Okay, we're gonna toss these bad boys up. Oh, we lost no chicken left behind. All right, George McDougal making some chicken wings. Let's get a little bit more seasoning. Here we go. A little bit more. Here we go. This shit's gonna be delicious. You guys have no idea what you're missing. You know, we're gonna garnish with some sesame seeds. Like I said, the master of the meats. Nobody beats the meat like George McDougal. Okay, now we got that going. That's nice and marinated. I did it again. Pick the wrong side. So here we go. We're getting the, the, the holy voodoo, a little Cajun kick. Okay? We'll kick it up a notch. Jamil Lagasse style. Bang. Okay? I hope you're ready for this. George McDougal style. Meat Church, love your rubs. You're doing a great job over there at Meat Church. Some of the best rubs in the game. Cosmos Q, they do a good job. There's a lot of really good rubs out there, but I really like this Meat Church holy voodoo. It's fucking bang. Okay. We're gonna do a little, little of this, a little of that. We're gonna season them bad boys up. Let's toss them. Okay. Here we go. Now, we're talking a little bit more. Can't have enough seafood. All right. And then we're going we're gonna to go over to the smoker outside where the smoker belongs. And we're going to throw these bad boys out. I'm going to smoke them up two and a half, three hours until they hit about 184 internal. Okay. Once we get them to like 180, 184 internal, two and a half, three hours, we're going to open up the fire pit. We're going to put a little flame on it, get a little char. It's going to be delicious. Okay. So meet me over at the, at, the, at the barbecue pit so I can show you how it's done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're here over here at the barbecue pit. I got a pit boss, way better than a trade. 
okay? Anybody that's got a Traeger, get fucked. Traeger's pieces of shit, you buy them, you think you're bougie, you think you're cool, you got a nice little Traeger, because it says Traeger across the thing, you think you're fancy. Nope, it's all about the chef. Whoever can cook better. You can get whatever grill you want, nobody's out cooking. George McDougal, I'll come to your house, I'll, I'll beat my meat right in front of you in your, in your own fucking house, in your own barbecue pit. Nobody beats the meat better than George McDougal. So right here we got the voodoo wings. Oh no, this is the holy, this is the holy gospel, so I'm fucking with them. Okay, here we go. Let's throw these bad boys on. Oh, we should probably take that out. But alright, we're gonna throw that in there, we're gonna drop those back there. Let's get some, let's get some of these wings over here. I cannot wait to get these in my belly. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch Game of Thrones tonight with the lady. We're gonna watch a little Game of Thrones, and we're gonna eat some delicious barbecue chicken wings. Okay. All right. Now we got the holy boots. Let's get the holy boots. Okay. Okay. Here we go. We got the boots. We got the boots. Let's throw them that much. We don't gotta be all fancy. We don't gotta make them all nice and neat. I'm sure you're gonna hit me in the comment sections of the YouTube, the YouTube chefs watching from the from the video. They don't even know how to cook. You're gonna say, oh, you should have taken your top rack out. Oh, you should have lined them up nice and even. Well, what I say to you is get fucked. Nobody beats me better than George McDougal, okay? So we got the wings on. They're cooking. We're gonna let them sit for two and a half, three hours. Two and a half, three hours. We're gonna check them in a couple hours and we're gonna see how they're doing. So. I'll see you back in a couple hours to check on these chicken wings and then we'll be back. I forgot to tell you. In the pit boss, we got some black bear bourbon barbecue wood pellets. Fucking phenomenal. Black bear. I think it's black bear. It might be bear mountain. I'm, uh, I have no idea. But the pellets are fucking phenomenal. You want to use them. Low and slow, 250, two and a half, three hours. We'll be back in a couple hours to check on these boys. Alright, George McDougal is back here. We're gonna check our temperatures. See where we're at. Let's see. We need to be 181, 182. Okay, there we go. We need to. Alright, here we go. We're good to go. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna crack this bad boy up. All the way up. Okay, it's on high. Let's open up the flame. La Flama Blanca, George McDougall's favorite part of the cook. Here we go, we're gonna throw the flame super hot. I wanna get these fucking things nice and crispy. All right, we got the barbecue sauce simmering, making it nice and hot, let's give it a little stir. Look at that. Oh, I wish you guys could smell it. I wish you could fucking smell it. Here we go. So let's take these bad boys and let's throw them let's George McDougal's the king of the barbecue pit. Nobody smokes meat better than him. Wait till we fucking try these things. We're gonna garnish them. Oh, it's gonna make me fucking come. Oh, these are amazing. 
let's go inside and check these things out. Let's see, let's garnish them with our sesame seeds and let's fucking have some fun and dig it. It's dinner time. All right, so we just took the wings off the smoker. We got them inside. Now we got to season it. The recipe calls for sesame seeds. So here we go, we're gonna garnish it with a little sesame seeds. Let's look at that. Oh yeah, a little, a little salt bay action, let's do it. Salt bay can get fucked, okay? And after we garnish them with the sesame seeds, the next thing the recipe calls for is green onions, scallions. Well, you know what I say to them things? Get the fuck out of here. There's no, there's no vegetables or greens in my barbecue pit. Who do you fuck think this is? You come to my house, you bring some vegetables to the party, you're getting kicked the fuck out. There's no greens in my barbecue pit. They're not touching these, these perfect fucking wings. We're not putting no fucking greens on them things. Are you crazy? Who the fuck do you think you are? Think you come to my house, put some greens. It's disgusting, it's disgraceful. Get the fuck out of here. But let's get into these things, let's check them out. Sitting on the smoke against me. Now what we're gonna do? We're gonna little. We're gonna glaze these bad boys up. Let's just give them a little bit more sauce. You can never have enough sauce. So let's just let's just get in here. Now we got these all sauced up. Now let's give them a try. Let's see how they came out. Look at that fucking thing. Look at it. I'm gonna bring it over here. I'm gonna bring it all the way over. Look at it. Look at that fucking chicken wing. Oh. Let's see what we got. I think I just had an orgasm. Yeah, I, I just came. Yeah. You don't know what his, his cooking shit. He's got what he's gonna be. He thinks he's a hot shit for the trailer. He's not cooking nothing like this. Alright. But enjoys those cucks on winning Wednesdays. Hope they're talking about some positivity shit. Who the fuck knows those fucking pieces of shit? We'll be back next week. George McDougal out. Hope everybody enjoyed my friend George McDougal. <laughs> we'll be back next week. It was a fun winning Wednesday, Garrett. Awesome. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Kush Creams, number one top on the game, 21-time Cannabis Cup Award winning. Go to kushcreams.com, code 
WPR USA for 15% off. Also, Sirius CBD. Go to Sirius-CBD.com. Code WPR USA for the number, C- number one CBD on the planet. So I think your code is what, Sergeant? Uh, SGTSAM. SGTSAM. Put those codes in. Tons of discounts. And Mikey Pello Gang. Got to go pick up your My MyPello. Uh, all your Giza sheets, your slippers, your chancletas. MyPello.com slash WPRUSA. It's a fun winning Wednesday. We'll be back next Wednesday with some more morning content. Quick little one-hour hitter. And uh, maybe we'll see our friend George again. I don't know he'll, what he'll be cooking up this weekend. Um, but it'll it'll be fun, whatever it is. Uh, until next time, guys, we'll see you guys later.